there and welcome to Business Basics, the podcast designed to give some information about how financial markets work and some accounting practices in order to give you the tools to make smarter financial decisions. Whether you're looking to learn something brand new or you just want to refresh on some basic economics, there is a place for everyone on our podcast. I am Archit Janarkar and I'm your host. So let's jump into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about investing vehicles, which is a fancy term for how to actually invest your money. So anyone who wants to own stocks can as long as they have the capital or the money to do so. With commission-free brokers like E-Trade, Robinhood, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Interactive, or Ali Invest, an individual has the opportunity to easily invest their money. You just set up an account with those services and you can get started making trades. But that's perfect for someone who knows the stock market pretty well and knows how to make some money with the stock market. But to the average person who doesn't have the expertise, the knowledge, or the time to put full thought into each and every trade they make, using these services may not be the best answer for them. So what are some alternatives they have? Well, today we're going to talk about three alternatives they have, mutual funds, hedge funds, and exchange-traded funds, or ETFs. Chances are you've heard of all of these terms before, but today we're going to discuss what each term is and how it relates to investing. So first we're going to talk about mutual funds. Let's say that you want to get into the stock market but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing, yet you still want to be able to make money. So what you can do is you can give your money to a mutual fund company to invest your money. So what that mutual fund company is going to do is they're going to hire professional managers, people who have studied and traded stocks for a living. And they're going to have these professional money managers invest your money on your behalf and you get the money back however that mutual fund company is going to charge fees and commissions out of the money that you make and these fees and commissions can pay both the fund manager the professional they hired or the company itself so that's the downside with the mutual fund now the most well-known mutual fund company is vanguard Vanguard has more than 170 different mutual funds, and they often require you to invest at least $3,000 as the starting amount or the minimum amount into the mutual fund. And they have a full list on their website of the different mutual funds they have. And as we scroll through it, we see that they have bond funds, tax-exempt funds, or retirement funds. And an interesting thing with their retirement funds is that they they are based on a target year. So let's say that you plan to retire in 2030. So then what you can do is you can pick the Vanguard Mutual Fund, Mutual Retirement Fund 2030. And so the objective of that money manager of the 2030 retirement fund is going to be to maximize as much money in there by 2030. That way, whenever you retire, you get a large amount of money from that retirement fund. 
Now, let's say that you're reti- you're retiring in 2040. Well, Vanguard has a mutual retirement fund based on 2040 or 2050. So, with mutual funds, we have a scale of how involved a money manager is. We just talked about Vanguard, and the majority of mutual funds ha- are actively managed, where they have a professional who's actively reading about the stock market, actively making trades, making adjustments on a daily basis in order to maximize the amount of money you make. On the opposite side of that spectrum, though, we have what is called an index fund. And an index fund is designed to purely follow an index. So in our last episode, we talked about indexes. So the S&P 500 as an example. So index funds are designed to follow the performance of the S&P 500 or other indexes like the S&P 500. So for example, there's an index fund with the ticker SPY or the stock symbol SPY. And if you invest your money into that stock, then your return is going to be the exact same as the S&P 500 because that symbol SPY represents an index fund. You are investing your money into an index that follows the S&P 500. So the most famous mutual fund story in investing history is has to do with this fund called the Magellan Fund. Now, this Magellan Fund was run by Fidelity Investments. And in 1977, Fidelity picked a guy named Peter Lynch to manage the fund. And when he took over in 1977, the fund had $20 million in assets or that was the total amount of money that investors had put into the fund. By 1990, when Peter Lynch left the fund, the fund had grown to $14 billion. That was a 29.2% annual return, and he had outperformed the S&P 500 in most of those years. So now let's move on to hedge funds. Hedge funds work pretty in the same manner as mutual funds do. Investors put their money with a company and that company invests that money on their behalf and they hire a professional manager to manage that money and pick which investments are right for those investors. Now the difference between hedge funds and mutual funds is that is the clientele of hedge funds. So the investors in hedge funds tend to be very wealthy and institutional clients. And these clients tend to be very tend to have different goals than the average investor who puts their money into a mutual fund. So therefore you're going to see hedge funds get involved in different types of investments and different types of mechanisms in order to maximize return or maximize money and they tend to be much more complexly managed than mutual funds do. So some of the most common examples or most well-known examples of hedge funds are Bridgewater Associates, JP Morgan Asset Management, Two Sigma, BlackRock. So these are hedge funds that these often tend to be started by people or firms on Wall Street with the goal of beating the market. And A lot of the money managers that are hired by hedge funds to manage the money tend to be Wall Street professionals.
Okay, so now let's move on to exchange traded funds or ETFs. Now ETFs are very different from mutual funds and hedge funds. In mutual funds and hedge funds, you had investors giving their money to a financial services firm and that firm investing those investors' money and hiring managers to do that, to help with that. Now ETFs, their concept is derived from an investor having to pick between similar companies in the same industry. So let's say that you really like the banking industry. So your most famous names are JP Morgan, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and lots of other famous names out there. So in the 70s and 80s, if you were investing in, let's say, banks, you would have to pick one, maybe two out of these big names to invest in if you really like banks. So it would be up to you to pick which ones out of those out of that entire list should you invest in because you could invest in one but see another one do even better because these two companies are competing against each other and so it would be up to you to do your research and pick which companies are going to do very well and which companies are going to do okay and you would obviously want to invest in the companies that are going to do very well. So you, it would be solely dependent on your research to determine which companies are going to do very well in order for you to make the most money investing. Now this is where ETFs come in. So rather than picking one or two out of these companies and trying to, to determine which has the best competitive advantage, you can run now invest in the entire financial services sector just by trading one stock. So you can invest in financial services by trading the stock XLF. And with that, now you don't have to worry about these companies competing against each other as long as most, if not all, as long as most or at least some do well, then you still make a large amount of money without having to worry about which company is the best out of those companies. And besides the financial services sector, there are some other famous ones. XHB is for the home building industry. The gold industry stock symbol is GLD. Energy is XLE. So just like that, we have thousands and thousands of different ETFs that you can invest in. If you liked that episode, please like, subscribe, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to also check out our website, businessbasics.online, and our social media at bbusinessbasics. I'm Archid Chinarker, and thanks for listening. <laughs>